1: Welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by West High Golden Bear basketball coach, Kelly Dara. How are you doing tonight?
0: Good, good. It's uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. So why don't we start out for some of our listeners? Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Um, So yeah, this is uh, my eighth year as the uh, head coach at West High. Um, It's my 20th year in the program. Um, I, I coached under Doug Robinson for my first 12 years, so um kind of been a lifer it seems like it's about the only place I've ever coached and it's the only place I want to coach so uh, I've enjoyed it and uh, so so far so good
1: you know you saying it's your eighth year head coach that just means I'm old because when you took over I think I was like a junior
0: I, I was gonna say it was right about that time <laughs> yeah believe me I feel I, I feel it I feel like I'm getting really old
1: <laughs> so you know, being in Billings, we have two other double A schools in the town. What kind of advantage is that to have two pretty good other teams in town that you play two or three times a year?
0: Yeah. Um, it makes it nice, um, obviously rivalries and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, make them big games. Um, it seems like every single year, uh, all three teams and Billings are, uh, you know, are pretty good teams and pretty high quality uh, competition and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a healthy rivalry. Um, I think we enjoy it. Um, I enjoy going up against those two schools. I think they enjoy going up against us as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it makes it nice. It, it also makes it nice. We don't have to travel a lot. Uh, you know, you, you get uh four games uh right here in town and not having to worry about getting on the road like tomorrow we're taking off for Helena and a little bad weather and stuff like that so it makes it nice when we don't have to travel as much as maybe some of these other schools
1: oh yeah those are some bad roads so good luck to you with that definitely oh, thanks um so also with kind of an advantage of being in Billings state is usually in Billings I know it's not all the time because they do rotate it but how much of an advantage is that when it is in Billings
0: um I think that's huge um you know, when you travel on the road, you got, you know, uh, multiple guys that are st- sharing in a room in a hotel. And we always kind of tell our kids, uh, I, I'm a firm believer that it doesn't matter if you're 16, 36 or 96, you put four guys in a room and something stupid is going to happen. Uh, we just try and keep that stupidity to a low level. Um, but, you know, when you're, when you're playing in Billings, you're sleeping in your own bed, you're getting home cooked meals, um, you're able to relax a little more. Um, especially tournament time, you know, you may not play until at night and you're sitting around all day, you know, trying to figure something, what to do on those days where you're not playing, you know um, you know, how active are you? You don't want the kids just laying around in the hotel and stuff like that. So um, I think it's a huge advantage when the, when the tournament is actually in your hometown.
1: Definitely. So with that, you know, just kind of a follow-up, what does it mean for the seniors on your team? I know that this year you're fairly senior heavy. I looked at your roster. It seems like you have a lot of seniors.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, we, we've been, we're really fortunate at West High, I think we have the best crowd uh, in the state, um, we, get, we, always have, we always have, and always, we, you know, we always get good crowds and our, our student body comes and supports and stuff, so, you know, state tournaments we get a lot of times, um, kids will make that as well, but it, when it's in your hometown, you're obviously going to get a lot more kids, um, you know, parents are always going to make it, but you also get those people that have been coming to West High games for years and years um, that may not travel to a Great Falls or a Butte or something like that for a state tournament, Um, So it's, you know, anytime it's in your hometown that that crowd is definitely going to be on your side. So it's a nice advantage to have.
1: Oh, definitely. So with your team having a lot of seniors, um, I'm sure a lot of them played on the team last year. How did the, or how does the experience of playing on the team last year help them with this year being their senior year?
0: Yeah. You know um, I think it does help obviously just getting any experience and, and getting used to like just the different speed at varsity level rather than lower level games. But um, we've got a few seniors that got a little bit of time last year um, that I, I think that it, it really helped. And I think, you know, last year we did not make the state tournament. And I think that was kind of a lot of fuel to the fire for these guys. Um, they've had a, a, a great off season. Um, I think uh, the state tournament took place. We uh, watched Skyview win a state championship on Saturday. And I think on Monday I was getting calls when open gym was starting. Um, so they've, they've been motivated. And we've got kids that have put in a ton of time in the gym, um, they didn't want to just get better. They weren't just saying that they were doing something about it. So, um, I think, you know, this senior we've had, we got great leadership. Um, we got uh, a lot of a high basketball IQ guys. Um, and we're off to a good start, but I think it has a chance to be a pretty special year.
1: Yeah. I noticed you guys are two and zero, So that's a good start so far. Definitely. Yeah. So as a coach, how do you measure your success as a coach for the year?
0: You know, I, I think the biggest thing um, for us for success, I mean, you obviously want to win games. Um, Everybody's team, every goal is to win the state championship, uh, you know, and you want to do that. But uh, I'll be honest, I I think that you you measure success about uh, the impact and stuff like that, the relationships you kind of build. when kids are coming back from college and coming to see you, um, when you're getting invited to like college graduations or weddings and things like that, um, I think that's the, the ultimate uh, respect, you know, the, the idea that that's how you're rewarded and um, be successful. Um, but obviously, you know, winning is a big part of it. Um, and when you win, uh, everybody's having fun um, you know, stuff like that. So it makes it easier. So, but I think it's that combination of, you know, having a successful program with wins and losses. But like I said, the big thing is the relationships that you build with, uh, with guys. I know in my life, I was very fortunate to have some great coaches that I'm still, you know, consider, uh, close friends and that I talk to and stuff like that. And it's that relationship I think is
1: important. Yeah, it's definitely good to be a coach, but also be a friend because sometimes they need it too.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, you mentioned that you guys are off to a great start. How do you guys think, or how do you think that you will compete in Eastern AA and the state as a whole?
0: Yeah. I, I you know, like going down to Missoula and anytime you can go down there and get two wins is huge. Um, you know, we, we, don't get a chance to do that all the time. Um, got a tough one coming up this weekend. Um, I, we play Helena Capitol. Um, I think that uh, if you ask most of the coaches in the state, I'd say that Helena Capital is probably the team to beat right now. I would say that they're the favorite. Um, they're well coached, they've got uh, good athletes, they've got a great basketball player in uh, Cook that signed at Carroll College, so t- uh, tomorrow will be a big test for us, but I, I like our chances, um, you know, um, our kids like being around each other, um, they like each other, they play for each other, um, and anytime you have that, that's a huge advantage, um, and it gives you an opportunity, a chance to be good. Um, and I think we have that, and then on top of it, I think we have some really good basketball players. So I think that combination, like I said, kind of leads itself to be in a pretty, you know, an opportunity to have a pretty special year.
1: That's awesome, and I know I'm biased being a West High alum, but I think West is always a powerhouse in basketball, and definitely a team you don't want to <laughs> come up against. So
0: sounds good.
1: <laughs> that's my viewpoint on it. But so I mean, obviously, you've been an assistant for 12 years and then you've been the head coach for eight years so what's a story that you can't wait to tell your kids you know from all your years of coaching
0: um you know the ones that kind of stand out are uh, a lot of times it's really away from basketball um you know uh you, you remember the games uh unfortunately i think i'm no different than most coaches i think you remember the losses more than you remember the wins the losses seem to stick around forever um i still you know, I was fortunate enough to be an assistant with Doug uh, Robinson and we, we played in quite a few state championships there. And, uh, you know, I think the, the excitement of winning them um, didn't quite compare to the, the agony of losing them. That one, that those kind of stuck around a little more, but, you know, it's just the fun times you have. Um, maybe it's just like a, a funny thing that happened or, you know, uh, doing different things with them. Um, we try and do some things with our, our players outside of basketball, going on float trips, uh, going on a camping deals, you know, doing stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's usually more those times that are the things that you really stick with and, and, and you really remember rather than the wins and losses.
1: Oh, definitely. So you mentioned Doug Robinson. And as you know, when I was in high school, he was the coach for most of it. Oh yeah. Um, what was it like, you know, having to fill his shoes? Cause he had huge, he was just a huge part of West High. What was yeah, it like
0: to um, fill his shoes? We're playing, uh, so Capital, we got them tomorrow night. Guy Olmquist was actually a, a teammate of mine in college. And I remember when uh, news broke that Doug Robinson was retiring and he's like, are you putting in for it? And I, I at that time, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure yet. And he's like, well, you know, you don't want to be the guy after the guy. He's like, you'd rather be the guy after the guy after the guy. Um, right. But um, no, it, it's been great. And, um, you know, I think the world of Doug, Um He's he's been a great mentor to me and more importantly, he's been a great friend. Um, But you know, the the expectations and the pressure that came, I think that just coaching at West High, but I'll be honest with you, I don't think they're any worse than the expectations and that I put on myself and our expectations we think of our team. So um, I think, you know, just being part of it for 12 years, when I took over as head coach, I just, I mean, just expected it to kind of just keep going the way it was. And um, you know, you gotta make some changes and make it yours. Um, everybody's personality is a little bit different. Um, you know, I I couldn't do what Doug did. Um, you know, you got to make it yours. Um, yeah. And you know, and he was one of the first people to tell me that. You know, you know, this is this is your program. You know, you you do it the way that you think is the best way, and I think you kind of have to do that. Um, but I also think it's important to hold on to. Uh, the tradition and stuff like that was West High and and I'm proud that I was able to be a little part of that and be you know part of those teams and uh, the success that they had
1: yeah he was definitely successful and I mean you were a part of that too as being an assistant and now you're carrying it on so
0: yeah I I, I said my, my, my yeah I was on the bench for those games I said I got a great seat for those that was about as much as I, you know, I was able to watch Danny Robinson and, and those guys so it was kind of fun to do but uh, yeah it was it was a great time to be part uh, of that coaching staff.
1: Oh, definitely. So I've noticed that travel ball has become a big proponent of every sport. Do you see that being good for players development in basketball.
0: Um, I, I think it's good and bad. Um, I'll be the first one to t- I think it's good if it's done right. Um, it's also at times I absolutely hate travel ball. Um, I think if you get the right person doing it and for the right reasons, um, you know, you're teaching kids fundamentals. I think the more kids play basketball, the, the better they, they're going to be and the more opportunity they have. But I think sometimes we're caught up in this moms and dads that want to coach travel basketball and the, the be all end all is to get that t-shirt on Sunday. Right. And they're not really worried about teaching fundamentals. Um, and, you know, then we get the kids that comes to high school and, you know, well, I always played the point guard on my team all the time. And yet they can't dribble with their left hand. Well, I find out that their dad was the travel ball coach. Um, yeah. So um, I think it also, sometimes it, it does get expensive with travel ball. And I think we have a lot of kids that are really talented basketball players that get weeded out because they just don't have that opp- opportunity, the ability to play on those teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so I think sometimes kids are like they don't think they should even try out because they don't have a chance
1: yeah
0: um so I think like I said I think it's good and bad um you know done the right way I think it's, it's a it's a great thing um but uh, it can be just as bad um we know we're, we're doing it for selfish reasons and you know that I either I could have made it or I should have made it now I'm going to do it my son's going to make it for us kind of a deal and I think that can that can also be a problem.
1: Definitely. So. You have um, Caden Dowler on your team this year, and he has committed for football. Are you in favor of kids that play multiple sports?
0: Yeah, um, definitely. I think that we do have that in sports today where coaches are trying to tell kids to be, um, you know, specialized in one or not. Um, I think those coaches are idiots. Um, I think that's a selfish thing for a coach to do to tell a kid that's 15, 16, 17 years old to say that you want to, that's more for that coach than that for that kid. Yeah. Um, You know, um, Caden's a great example, you know, Caden's a little banged up right now and he wants to play, but his knee's been bothering him. So he's kind of on our team, but we're not sure if he's going to be able to play this year, but um, his future is obviously in football, but yeah, the idea when you tell a kid that they've got to pick a sport, um i mean no one ever told me that when i was younger um if a kid wants to play one and that's what he wants that's great but um we should never have coaches telling kids that they've got to choose um you know they're, they're going to get to my age someday where you're not going to be able to do anything uh, right. do as much as you can and have as much fun as you can but yeah that, that idea of you know coaches telling kids they've got to pick is i, I just think that's stupid
1: yeah. So then another follow-up with that is, you know, how do you get kids motivated when they've already committed for maybe football or soccer or something like that, you know, to play basketball?
0: Yeah. And, and I, I, that is a tough one. I mean, we've dealt with that. Um, you know, we've had uh, just in the last couple of years, you know, we had uh, Bryson, and Braden Deming who had committed to the Grizz. Um, you know, last year we had Neil Daly and Paul Broad had committed to the Cats. Um, it's something that you deal with and it, it, it kind of depends. It always depends on the kid. Um, for a lot of these guys, um, they commit to the play football, but they still love playing basketball and they've committed to it and they give you everything they got. And then for others, it's the motivation quite probably isn't quite there what it was before. I mean, they'd see what their future is and what they're going to do. And, um, and, and we understand that as coaches and, um, it's, it's a fine line and you got to kind of find that good balance between the two. And, um, some cases, you know if if they're you know completely committed to football and sometimes sometimes they don't make the basketball team and and Mm. and that's just kind of one of those things um but um we've had it work out pretty well for us at west eye where kids have been uh, pretty successful still in basketball even though they've committed for football
1: definitely i just saw the bryce or bryson and Braden Deming transferred to i think it was illinois state
0: yeah they're a long way away that was that was the only part that i didn't like about the transfer um we, we really enjoyed um they're, they're still close uh, friends of ours, and uh, my boys absolutely love those two. And my wife and I used to try and get down to a Grizz game every single year. That that trip to Illinois is a little bit farther than to Missoula.
1: Just a uh, little bit, and flights so. there aren't exactly easy for us either. Yeah,
0: so we were able to watch them on TV quite a bit this year. Um, they, had a, they had a great year. Um, I think they did a great job, and they, they made a smart decision. I mean, they're two pretty – um well-rounded young men um the idea that you know they, they chose academics uh, um you know they'll graduate from college with their master's and have it all paid for so um for i think them. it was a good decision i think they had a great time at missoula and there was nothing against missoula it was just an opportunity that they really couldn't pass up
1: no i mean you can't pass that up
0: so. no exactly so i went in uh, don't be surprised if we're watching them on a sunday uh, i think they're they're pretty special athletes so
1: they definitely have the size and skill i i wouldn't be surprised either <laughs>
0: Yeah, that the size is a little intimidating. They, they kind of grab me now and throw me around. I, I feel like a little <laughs> kid sometimes. So it's a, they find it funny. I don't.
1: I did in high school. I can only <laughs> imagine when they got into the weight rooms in college, how, the, how yeah. much they beefed up. So how much has COVID affected your play practice, you know, where you're able to play, etc.
0: Um, this year, not as much this year. It, it really kind of has a feel to it like it's somewhat back to normal. Um, I I definitely think it affected us last year. Um, I think every team had to deal with it, obviously. But um, last year, we didn't have an opportunity to do uh, summer basketball. Um, We didn't have an opportunity to do a lot of the things that we do as far as, you know, kind of building a team. Um, And and I do think that affected us. Um, This year, we were able to do more summer stuff. Um, Every year, we always do a big uh, basketball tournament out in Gonzaga. That was canceled, so we we couldn't do that. Um, But we were able to go to, like, uh, Montana State, um, we were able to go to Helena and play. And like I said, I think those are times where your team kind of comes together and you build that team where last year, you know, we just, we just didn't have that. And I think, it, like I said, I think it hurt every team, but I think it, it definitely affected us. So this year, this year like I said, it's, we're still dealing with COVID. I think it's a very serious thing. And, and I think we, I wish we'd take it a little more serious as far as a, as a, as a whole, as, a, as a, a state and a, and a, as a country. But um, yeah, it, it's it's it hasn't been a, a huge effect on as far as basketball like last year.
1: Well, good, glad to hear that because I know, I mean, it, I'm sure affected you guys a ton last year, like you said.
0: Yeah,
1: I was just wondering, with that, are they going to do the Metro crosstown rivals like they have in the past?
0: Um, you know, we did it, and um, it, it it wasn't bad. It was kind of nice um, when, especially if the state tournament was at the Metro, so you kind of get used to playing in a game in there, and that was beneficial right. for it. Um, but realistically, the last couple of times we did it, the crowds just weren't very good. Really? Um, and you know, I think a lot of it now is a lot of these games are basically, you can watch them online. Um, True. I know one time I th- think swx i think we played skyview and swx had it on tv Uh i mean i don't know about you but when it's freezing cold if i can sit in my living room and watch a game rather than get out in the car and go to the metro i mean
1: yeah i know i've watched a few west games on tv (laughs) yeah
0: and so we just the crowds weren't like they used to be um you know it's it's kind of i just think there's so much more going on um i think that you know, like watching on TV and I, you hate to say, it, but I think I, now I think kids are more interested in being on their phone than doing some things, uh, than going to a sporting event stuff. But, um, the crowds just, they just weren't very good. I mean, I remember, um, not when I was coaching, but back when I was in high school, seeing video of when senior and West would play and it, the, the Metro was sold out. Um, oh, wow. I just think those days are long gone and we're just not getting those crowds so when we are able to hold it in our own gym I mean it's still it's a good crowd and it's a good atmosphere and I think it's more enjoyable for the kids to play at their own court yeah um, with that crowd and that energy rather than being at the metro with the the crowds that we were getting
1: oh definitely it's too bad because I mean high school basketball is fun I loved going to the games when I was in high school I've been to many since I've graduated I've been to a few but yeah Yeah, so it just,
0: yeah, I think if you got better crowds or something like that, it'd be, I mean, it just, like I said, we just, we're just not getting those crowds anymore where it makes it worth our while, I think. And and financially, I can't imagine it was uh, really a success when you're doing it when just not that many people were there.
1: Yeah. So, what opportunities are there for Montana players to, you know, get seen for colleges and things like that?
0: You know, I think it's good. Um, I think that, you know, now AEU ball is a big deal um, in the state. Um, you got a lot of kids playing AAU. Um, I think it's, it's like I said, it's almost like travel ball. It's it's good and bad. Um, I mean, I think we've had a few kids that have benefited from it. Um, Raleigh Worcester, who's now at the University of Utah, went to Utah State out of it. Um, Josh Eustace years ago was able to go down to Stanford. Um, I also think though, a lot of the kids around here, um, they end up where they're going to end up anyway, if that makes any sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, we're, we're, not, uh, pro- we're not producing a ton of D1 kids in the state of Montana, and it's not for lack of effort or anything. I just, it's, it's very difficult to be a Division One basketball player. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people look at it and like we'll look at the Cats and Grizz and they've got all these Montana kids on their football teams. Um, basketball is, a, is an entirely different thing. I mean, yeah. you have 12 kids on the roster. Um, and I mean, you, you, you've got to be an unbelievably talented basketball and an unbelievable athlete to play division one basketball anymore. Um, right. And the opportunity to go down and watch the Bobcats play not too long ago. And man, every guy on their team is about six, 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 eight jumps out of the gym. I mean, they just, yeah. you know, it just, it's, it limits our kids. Um, but you know, I think we, have, I think the, the frontier is a very good league for basketball. And I think we have a lot of Montana kids that are playing in it. I think we could have more. I think uh, I would, I'd like to see more Montana kids get an opportunity for that. But um, I I still think that, you know, if if you're, if you're good enough, people are going to find you. Um, Mm. I think it's become a big business now. I mean, people are making a lot of money doing AAU. Um, We also have like recruiting services and people are charging a lot of money for that. Um, And and maybe they do help. I don't know. Um, But like I said, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of kids going to places where You know, I think that they necessarily needed it. We've got a lot of kids like hoping to go and then they'll end up like at a frontier school and stuff like that. But I do think, you know, um, I guess for a few, it it has helped them get outside and stuff like that in different places. Um, But I I think the college coaches do a great job of uh, finding talent and just playing in the state and playing in the double A and A, B and C. Um, Like I said, Mm if you stand out, I think they're going to they're going to know about you.
1: Definitely. I think MSU has one guy under six foot, but he's lightning quick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, is. he is. So I think you're right. And uh, we went and watch them. They, they are, they're unbelievable. I think Danny Sprinkles is an amazing coach. I think he's um, I'd, I'd love to sit here and say that. I think Danny's is going to be a lifer at Montana state, but I, I think he has a possibility. I think he could be a big time college basketball coach because the way he does things. Um, Let's does cross right our way.
1: fingers. Right. Him I know he treats people he the right way. There forever. And,
0: uh, he's, he's kind of got his team right now uh this this is kind of like what he's been working to get i mean it's they are fun to watch and uh, I, I i wouldn't be surprised if they're uh, hanging up a, a banner in bozeman uh, winning the big sky this year
1: oh man that'd be great they haven't done it in forever so yeah the other school in missoula has been kind of dominating the big sky
0: yeah I, I don't know i think this is the year of the bobcats they're gonna do it that's cool
1: so how much um or what is your role in the recruiting process for your players?
0: Um, kind of, you know, you, you, you talk to the kids and kind of find out, you, you know, if kids want to go and stuff like that. And you try and make calls to coaches and stuff like that. A lot of times, it'll be, you'll kind of coaches will make contact with you asking about them. Um, you know, the first thing they ask is obviously uh, they're, they're really not worried about the basketball part. Uh, usually when they've contacted us, they kind of understand the basketball. Um, they want to ask, you know, what kind of student they are, uh, what kind of teammate they are. Um, what they're like in practice in the weight room and those type of things. So um, that's a, a lot of the contact that we get. And Like I said, uh, most of the time, you know, if they're contacting you, they're already interested in the basketball. They, they've seen that. Um, so we'll, we'll make calls for them, you know, find out where schools like kids are interested in, um, you know, schools that have a fit for them academically, that the, the things that they're maybe interested in going into, um, we'll make a few calls there and stuff like that. Um, in the state of Montana it's obviously it's a huge state but it's a it's small you know it seems like everybody especially when it's involved in sports it seems like everybody's kind of connected and so you you know a lot of the coaches around Um, so we're we're visiting with them I mean really constantly Um, just here in town you know uh, coach Dreikosen and coach Durham I'm I'm pretty fortunate to know those two uh, pretty well and um, you know if they got a kid that they're interested, they'll call, or, you know, I might say, Hey, you know, what do you think of this kid? Um, and they're in their upfront guys. They're great guys. And the other guys in the frontier, the same way um, that they're, they're straight shooters and they'll kind of let you know. And sometimes, you know, kids expectations are a little bit higher than maybe what reality is. And you kind of have that talk with them, but for the most part, they, they're pretty understanding of it. And a lot of times kids just want that opportunity to play somewhere.
1: Oh, definitely. So um, you actually answered one of my other questions. I was going to ask how much they look into other stuff beyond basketball. And you answered that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we've been pretty good about it. Like, you know, um, you know, like I said, the, you know, the two Deming kids, I think, I think kids are pretty motivated academically and want to do well and, and are, are interested in going into certain things. And, you know, with our state, you know, kids looking at it, going into engineering and uh, yeah. going into medicine or going into education, you right. know, whatever they want to do. Um, they kind of have that. And a lot of our kids, we, I've been very fortunate at West. I, I think, um, I think the average for about the last eight years, since I've been the head coach, um, I, I would guess here, but I think our team GPA is usually around a three, five.
1: Wow. That's really you know, good.
0: Varsity. I think one year we had it. I mean, I think we were close to like a three, eight, three, nine, I had two students that were like a four, five and a four, six.
1: That's really um, good. so
0: they're pretty academically driven. Uh, kids that you know they want to do well and so when they're looking at colleges that's obviously a major part of what they want to do
1: definitely so I have one for one coaching philosophy question the NBA is going towards basically three and that's about it they shoot threes like 50 60 times a game yeah <laughs> is that kind of your philosophy too or are you more <laughs>
0: balanced <laughs> um, I want it more balanced um, I think your problem we see now is um, everybody wants to shoot threes um including the biggest kid on the team um (laughs) i think we have a big man uh bigs the offensively defensively it's kind of a lost art um boy you know if you get a kid that's really got a good back to the basket game i think they'd be unstoppable right now because i don't think anybody wants to do it yeah um and i don't think anybody really knows how to defend it Mm. um and so we want to do it, at, you know, the three is obviously a big portion of the game right now. And in our team this year, it, it is a big part of it because we're, we play about four smalls or four guards and one big, um, but we want to play downhill. We want to get to the hoop. Um, you know, um, if we get kickouts, and stuff like that for threes, we'll do that. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of just the, you know, running gun and just shoot nothing but threes. I think you got to have a good balance between the two. Um, And I'm still, you know, uh, I I love watching good post play. Um, But I think that the difference now is, you know, we don't necessarily see uh, a big post up For us, a lot of times it's been our guards that have been great post players for us. Um, Two of the better post players I've ever coached were uh, Jesse Owens and Cade Tyson. Uh, They're both about 5'10", both playing at Rocky right now. So, um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a lost art. And uh, I think we are going in a direction where, Um, the NBA is doing it. So every kid in America is watching the NBA and watching Steph Curry and doing all these crazy things and that's all they want to do. Um, But I I think you get a kid that can post up and play know mid-range game and shoot the three. I mean, they're pretty tough to defend. And I think if you look at the better players in the state right now, they can do those things. Um, You know, they're not just, if you're just going to sit out there and shoot threes, you're really pretty easy to guard. Um, You're pretty limited in what you can do.
1: Definitely. So you're saying the West High team that I had my senior year with Samuelson, Betcher, uh, Jeremiah Cochran, and there was one other guy that was like six six. I can't remember uh, off the top of my head. So that
0: would have been was that like gosh that would have been uh, two thousand fourteen. Oh, Wilson brought
1: Wilson brought yes, thank you Wilson. So
0: we, we were we were a big team, but uh, <laughs> even those guys I think they were they would have much rather shoot threes than get inside at times. They so. got
1: inside an awful lot, and even like the guards, like you were saying, Angelo got inside all the time it was
0: yeah so game. no i i think you got it you got to make sure you find good balance there and i think if you look at the good teams are going to do that the teams um i just i mean it's still a tough shot uh a good yeah. high school basketball player is still shooting you know if they, if they shoot 40 percent from three-point line that that's a great number
1: oh definitely
0: um, you know so you still you, you can't leave i mean i guess you can live by the three die by the three and unfortunately in in montana basketball and i think high school basketball in general uh, you're going to die more by just shooting nothing but threes than than win. you make it hot every once in a while, but you've got to be able to, if you're not hitting them, you got to be able to do something else.
1: Oh, definitely. So my final question is, I hear there's a shortage of officials in the state. So how can people do that if they're interested from listening here?
0: Um, you know, uh, Big thing is that you get, there's obviously uh, official polls all over the state in different towns. They're constantly looking for people. Um, I think that you know uh, we have actually have a class at West High that's called coaching and officiating and kind of talking about philosophies of coaching and different things. But they also learn how to officiate and uh, can do some games and they have officials come in and speak to them and talk to them. But I know there is definitely a need for more. Um, I think it's, got, it's, it's kind of a, um, a thankless job uh, mm-hmm. officiating um we always kind of joke around with officials i'm not sure who gets uh bitched out more the the coaches by uh parents or the officials by parents yeah um but i think we gotta you know kind of realize there's there's times where us as uh as coaches and officials we kind of get into it and we're on them and i think it's the give and take a little bit but um i do think it's got to calm down a little bit uh i know that um there's been times where i've 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 been you know a little heated and probably just relaxed and stuff like that but i think we definitely as parents and uh, the crowd and and people that are coming um we we definitely need to uh you know just enjoy the game um and, and not uh, be screaming and yelling as much as we do um at the officiating and stuff like that so uh they're human they're gonna make mistakes sometimes they make more than others uh, but so do we as coaches and so and players so
1: definitely well hey thank you so much kelly for your time tonight
0: no thank you i apologize we could, we've been
1: missing each other for a while and stuff like that so i'm glad we were able to work it out stuff happens i was just happy you said yes and happy we worked out a time here where before it got too late in the season so go watch some west high basketball and watch them have a great year right
0: <laughs> sounds good anytime
1: all right we'll all right good seeing you buddy thanks mm-hmm.